I don't know, Jack. I don't understand the timeline of Richard Gere's ass gerbils. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You're alone, and that's just no way to be, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who just keeps saying the same thing over and over until it stops. It's Mark. Hey, buddies. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 2002's The Mothman Prophecies, which was a Jack pick. Thank you very much. And we will dive all the way into that real soon, and when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, we have a Patreon going, but we are not where your money should be going right now. Uh, and for that reason, we are. We said it was going to be for three months. It's actually been about six months so far. Are donating all of our oh Patreon proceeds. <laughs> to, yeah, six months, Mark. <laughs> to Feeding America. Mark. 2020. Uh, so if you have been curious about uh, some of the perks over on Patreon, now is a good time for you to come by and make sure your money is going somewhere it needs to be. And if you don't want to do that, please do consider donating what you can to a worthy cause. We continue to use blacklivesmatters.carrd.co as a good list of resources and ways you can be of help. But if you need a little escapism, and God knows I do, you can hopefully have some fun with horror in us, with us for the next little bit. So on that score, it's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, again, let's do beers for fears. I did it intentionally that time, I'm going to say. Hey, Mark. Hey, Jack. Wow. What are your beers for the 2002 film The Mothman Prophecies? Absolutely. I have, first off, I have two beers. Uh, first one is Phantom Bride IPA. Mm-hmm. Um the dude is in a way haunted, but I mean, both literally in the movie, he is haunted by his wife, Deborah Messing, and also kind of metaphorically haunted by her loss in the form of grief. Phantom I, I buy, his wife. I buy Deborah the Messing. grief one. He's not literally haunted by her. I thought the Mothman uses his extra dimensional powers to have him speak with his wife because time is a flat circle or whatever. Is that is that really different from being haunted by your wife? Yes, he's actually speaking Fine, to the haunted by the is, image is... of his wife. <laughs> okay. The implication. Jesus. Okay, <laughs> because fine. of the We're implication. We're splitting those hairs. Whatever. This movie's about a guy with a dead wife, Phantom Bride. That's the first one. The, <laughs> se- <laughs> the second one, I didn't mean to do your pl- your 30-second plot synopsis there for you, Jack. But um, The second one I have is Higher Plane IPA. Uh, it's a hazy IPA but from New Belgium. Um, that is a great pick, Mark. Yeah, I, I appreciate that you one. just threw out the phrase extra dimensional entity because, the, you know, the thing's clearly on a higher plane. And then beyond that, you got the, the window washing scene where the, the weird other guy they bring in to explain, to drop just a shitload of exposition literally is saying, the guy's up on, yeah. he's, a di- he's a window washer, he can see farther than us. That yeah. guy is also on a higher plane. Huh? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Thank oh, you, Mark. I, I see. This, this I, week in over-explaining... A higher window pane. <laughs> yeah. Get it? Ugh. Yikes. Yeah, um, it's a good beer, I, Thank you. I like it. I am drinking a beer from a brewery of which I've never heard. I'm drinking a beer from the Almanac Brewing Company, which the can tells me is located in Alameda, California. And uh, this is a beer called The Future Fluid. Uh, it is a West Coast India Pale Ale. And uh, this is a movie about the Mothman who uh, predicts the future, warns people about future tragedies, exists outside of time and space, and messes around in the future. So that's what I'm drinking. Jack, I have a question for you, though. Yes, sir. Does it have a the at the start of the name? 
Uh, yes, it does, Jake. You can see up there in the corner, right below Alameda Brewing. Okay, it does this the, time. Okay, okay, okay. The okay, cool. future fluid. Well, I can't give you the benefit of the doubt anymore, man. Actually, as I look at it more, it says the future is fluid, but I'm going to ignore the is. Oh, Because I only God. saw the future fluid when I bought the it. The so future let's go fluid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why do I? Yeah, see, I told I Coming off the heels of me. This saying, is I your fault, Jake. I can't give this you is the your fault. The I cannot. I uh, yeah, at this point, I think we actively have to give him the detriment of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? <laughs> the detriment You're of the going, doubt. You're going, well, it is now. If it wasn't before. Jake, what are you drinking? Help me out here. <sighs> you ever get bored? Jack. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do you ever get bored, Jack? No, not as an adult. Oh, I was God. bored all the time um, as a well, kid, and it was miserable. So but now I just want to do nothing. I, I was telling Jack off air, I don't think Mark was even in the room at the time, that I had kind of pulled a switcheroo when it came to my beer here. And really, I, I am taking a, I don't know for how long, switcheroo in the way in which I'm approaching beers for fears. Because I got this a little already bored. Preposterous. This is... I got a little bored, Mark. I got a little bored of going to the store each week and picking which fucking name I felt fit the movie best. So the direction I'm going Performing with... the task I've been assigned. Right now. No, no, no. We can do this in whatever way we want, okay? So right now I'm picking a beer style. Listener, I need you to I know that he is waving his movie. finger around sassily. Sassy. I'm feeling sassy. I had a coffee nap. It's a Saturday. Oh, God. Do the coffee nap. Shut up about your coffee You're nap. You're not even letting me get to my beer. He's berating so me crazy. for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> I'm going with a beer style for right now because that's the way I felt like going. We'll see how it goes in the polls. I don't even care. But what I went with this week was as I watched this movie, it happens primarily during winter. It's cold the whole time. They're in West Virginia. Something started calling me, and that something was a bourbon barrel-aged stout. So I'm drinking a Morgan from Barbarian Brewing here in Boise. It's going to be a big way to start it, but that felt like the right type of beer for this movie. So, a company. Wow. There you go. Nice. It's it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah. You know, if you keep losing at the game, you just change the rules of the game. <laughs> Except I've been losing a lot. I think I'm on I'm on like the current losing streak of like six in a row. Or I mean, like I just that. got so sick of all. going back every week and being like, fuck, I guess I could pick Space Dust. Like, I just decided to do it a different way. Well, I, we'll see how it goes. I don't care. I yeah, think it's a good company. I think that's man. well within the spirit of the game. Bourbon for the record, stout bourbon country. Mm. For the record, uh, the Morgan is apparently a figure from Irish mythology. That's the Phantom Queen. That's nice. associated with war, destiny, fear, and death. So I mean, well, that would have been better in the ass backwards into something that actually sort of kind of fits. Well, thanks for making <laughs> it even better. I think it fit anyway. You can fit a beer style. There's nothing outside the rules of that. Yeah. Hey, well, there you go. Good work there. You go. Now, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds, but as we release this, it's going to be close to the start of the month, that month being October of 2020, and boys, we got to do the horror release roundup like we do. Horror release roundup, or HRR, is a monthly segment where we round up all the horror movies coming out of the course of the next month we were able to find over at the website, ACHorror.com. We'll kick you a list of all of them. Go check Whoa. it out. Holy shit, after months of just a void of maybe one big name and a <laughs> couple like of seven danglers. Movies in April. Yeah. They were like, okay, fuck it. Theaters are irresponsibly opening their doors these days. Let's just put all the movies that were going to come out over the course of the last six months out now. Because there are so many movies coming out in October. Yeah, did you say the total yet? No. Because no. it's, it's. I mean, it's going to shift a little bit probably by the time we put this up based on whether or not we can confirm some of these. But I think right now we're sitting between about 45 and 50 movies. That's It's so absurd. many. Which, I think there's a, there's a couple <laughs> things that are worth mentioning here. First of which, 
Uh, we've been doing our best to validate that these are coming out. Most are VOD releases, and that's a little bit easier. Uh, just kind of hedge your bets. Some are probably not actually going to come out. And you have the thing where movies that are a little bit up in the air will just kind of be like, oh, that's a horror movie, October. But to the best of my ability, these things have a date on the interwebs that say October blah, and I am shocked. Yeah, yeah and let's, trailer. let's also yeah. be clear. Unless this is like one of those cool Alamo Drafthouse things of like you can rent out the whole theater. Don't fucking go to a movie in a theater right now. It's a very bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I did notice that a lot of them, a lot of the ones that I would normally expect to be in a theater are doing that, whatever you want to call it, theatrical release, but it's on all of the, um, like, Prime and... Oh, the like pay more for it Yeah, rental. like the $15 rental thing or whatever. <laughs> they're, cool they're doing the pay more <laughs> Yeah. <thing. laughs> I like it. I think it's a good system. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly a good system to keep people out of the theater. It's not a replacement for the theater, but yeah, you can't go. You shouldn't go to a theater right now, please. Yeah. Unless you can please. rent it out with your buddies, and that would be rad. That'd One be other so thing to point out rad. for this list is with the average trailer length cu- clocking in probably slightly over two minutes, we... Slightly? I oh, mean, I there's a few that were... I have a with that. I have a there fucking... Are a few, there, Jake, there are a few that were in the one-minute range. I was being sort of cognizant of this. There's a few that are three and a half minutes long, and that's a fucking problem, Do you remember Charles. when I had a fantasy pick that was the over-two-minute trailer? We're going to have to yes. bump that to three soon. By next year, trailers are going to be fucking <laughs> yeah. four minutes long. Well, it's eventually just going to be like the horror the movie, movie trailer is just a horror movie short that's 12 minutes long. Jesus Christ. In any case, yeah. I wanted to point out that we probably watched, we ended up watching basically what is equivalent to a two-hour-long horror movie that was just an anthology <laughs> of trailers this time around. I had a good Except time for with, with a whole shitload of ads. Yeah, that part wasn't great. Oh, you get ads? <laughs> on YouTube? Yeah. Heavens, yes. No, I don't get ads anymore Mark, on YouTube. You, what? Turn your ad blocker off for YouTube. You need to Why would I do that? Creators. Then I'd get ads, Jack. <laughs> oh, God, Christ. Okay, cool. Why would you not use an ad blocker on YouTube? I do have an ad content blocker. I, I definitely get ads on YouTube with yeah. an ad blocker on. Well, that's on you, buddy. Okay. Well, God. we've reached a very strange stalemate. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about what's coming out, boys. We are going to hit you. Here, we're certainly not going to talk about all of these goddamn movies because there are so many of them. But we are going to hit you with a top one pick, a bottom one pick, and a dark horse pick. And let's start. Stuff. Yeah, sure. There's a couple other noteworthy things. Yeah. Let's start at the bottom, boys, because this is the least fun. What is not coming out? What's coming out that does not look fun to you, that looks like it's uh, not going to be rocking your horror world, Mark? Okay, so there's a few that are layups this month, uh, and I'll just throw them out there, but realistically, this category is more fun when you don't pick the ones that are just like made by a bunch yeah. of friends in their basement or whatever, but Paranormal right, Attraction, right. Don't Fuck in the Woods 2, and Amityville, uh, what the fuck is the, Amityville Harvest. Amityville um, random noun or yeah, verb. It's yeah, exactly. impossible. Like Remember Amityville, it's about time? Remember that one? <laughs> oh, started talking about time travel. Isn't uh, this Amityville one the one with that YouTuber in it, though? Like, what YouTuber? Logan Paul or whatever. No, 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 no. The guy's name is Paul Logan. Oh, it got me. It's a different person. I thought that same thing. I was like, wow, I wonder if he's kind of annoyed with Logan I'm, Paul. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah, that guy should change his name because I will not watch any. I, I don't even know Logan Paul all that well. I just know he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and see, I hate it, him. It got me. It got me. That was my note for that movie. So Fuck uh, that guy. <laughs> in any case, those are the ones that, I mean, whatever. They're going to be bad. We don't have high expectations, and they're ultra low budget, so we don't really so want don't to dunk pick on them too hard. Yeah, I'm just throwing those out there to Great. to to explain where my actual pick is coming from. But uh, don't coming look from? don't look back, 
looks fucking awful. Which one is now, this? Now, Mark, which one is this one? This is you, the one yeah, that I have no idea. trying to be um, Final Destination. There's She runs yes. into the guy oh. while jogging, <laughs> yeah. and he's like nice and hands her a water bottle, and then yeah. some dude out of fucking nowhere tackles him and beats him to death for some reason. I hope they get <laughs> so, more context. So bizarre. I hope they don't. And there's <laughs> people who just watch like six feet away and film it and stuff and then they each being are they each get killed off one by one by the ghost of the guy they watch get beaten to death and it looks terrible yeah very strange yeah I mean, very strange. Yeah, very bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. Yeah, not excited. Mark, that's a respectable pick. I went a different direction. I also didn't pick an ultra low budget one. I picked a little film that is called Hubie Halloween. Yeah, Adam Sandler. This is this is a preposterously bad take by both of you. This movie looks there, fun as hell. No, it. Doesn't. I have not enjoyed there. I have not enjoyed any time with an Adam Sandler movie since I was twelve years old. You like? Wait, wait, uh, wait. T- yeah, you like that one that came out like six months ago. Uncut Gems. You liked that movie. I did like Uncut but Gems. Did you have but he fun. wasn't being Adam Sandler in did that movie. Did you have fun with that movie? No fun with the, Uncut yeah, Gems exactly. whatsoever. Also, he wasn't trying to be fun. Are you trying to tell me you haven't watched Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison or something since you were 12? I tried to watch Happy Gilmore last year. I couldn't get through it. It oh, kind of so does not good. hold up. It Dude, does. I worry, I, I worry, about, I worry about your, your heart. You the know. fun memory of it holds up, and the fun lines hold up, but the movie itself is not that watchable. Oh, um, def- it, it is eminently watchable. This is this is like your quintessential lazily shat out Adam Sandler Kevin James vehicle. It looks terrible. A lot of people um, in it, though. A yeah. lot of people in it, uh, but that hasn't helped the last few of these that he's done. The shtick, um, I, I really dislike the shtick of his character in this one. His weird accent to like accentuate how much of a bizarre like nerd he is, and his stupid go-go gadget thermos. I hate it. I hate yep. all of it. I love all yep. of this. I'm definitely I, watching no. this in October. <laughs> okay, you can watch it, Mark. You guys just have like fun. Oh my god. Whoa! <laughs> I have my allergies are raging. Did you knock over the fucking mic? Did you lean directly no? into the mic? You didn't even like. No, move. I would. You just sneezed into away the mic. from it. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I have allergies. Heavens! I disagree with this take in its entirety. I That's think fine, Mark. Hoobies, That's why we do Hoobies this. Not the top of the month, but I mean, it's going to be a fun one. Hooby, Hooby, Hubert Jefferson Dubert. Uh, I don't think this is part of their in the Into the Dark series. Uh, I thought or... I thought Hubie was uh, Netflix. It is. I I thought it was definitely not part of Hulu's Into the Dark. <laughs> also, okay. well, I was still also, it was still correct. <laughs> as a point on that, Hulu's Into the Dark anthology series. I don't know if it got canceled, but they haven't started making season three yet, so it just ended after like June. A weird like time. Okay. Uh, the last is... the last one was that one where the guy is trapped in the asylum who thinks he might be the president. Right. This right. is um. This is Netflix, and this is a three-minute-long trailer. Yeah, that is all bad. That, that part is unforgivable. That true. <laughs> all yeah, right, true all that. right. Jake, what's your bottom one pick? I went with a low-budget one, so I felt like I was about to get called out, and I wasn't going to be able to reverse course, but it wasn't mentioned, so I guess I'm feeling a slight win here. Uh, I did 10 minutes to midnight. This is the one with the yeah, okay. radio station DJ who gets bitten by some rabid animal or a bat or some shit, and then people are turning on each other in their radio DJ bunker. It It's not doing anything innovative, at least from the look of the trailer. It doesn't seem fun. The acting is questionable, at least from what you're able to see in the... At least it's a two-minute trailer, I'll give it that. But what you're able to see in the trailer, um, not interested. And it felt like it was a, li- like a step above that 
rung that Mark mentioned. Still lower budget, so I don't want to shit on it for that. But outside of that, just not enough going on for me to be interested. Fair enough. I hey, considered, hey. worth mentioning here, though, I considered one of the shockingly many that were Hallow- or, whoop, that were Christmas or holiday yeah. related. Uh, don't care for that. I get it. You want to get it out there in time for people to ingest that content at the holidays, but this feels a little early. And it's like, oh, a horror movie, just dump it in October. I'm not yep. with it. Yeah, there were at uh, least uh, four that were either Christmas themed or like loosely Christmas holiday snow yeah. themed, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another noteworthy thing, I guess it makes more sense to bring it up kind of near the bottom one second than anything else. I think this one actually is on Hulu. There's a anthology coming yeah. out called Monsterland. Yeah. The, um, yeah that series. is a series of shorts about various monsters. There's already an anthology Movie. of various monsters called Monsterland. Movie. I had to watch <laughs> it. I was going to say. But this is, <laughs> now a, I can't, this is a series. <laughs> a mini series. Eight parts uh, yeah, so... It's just very weird. I don't know why they couldn't like come up with a different name. This exact format and title already exists. Um, Sometimes good ideas just, you know, they are what yeah. they are. You can't change them. Nothing, the, the Monsterland I saw, which was like, what, 2016, 2017, was yeah. fun, but like fun, kind of like yeah. ba- very bad. Schlock? Yeah. But fun. it was very schlocky, very cool. dumb CG, kind of like a Sharknado kind of a vibe. But also there was care put into it, so it was fun. Sure. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up here. While we're in the section where we typically talk about uh, low-budget stuff, I just wanted to give a big thumbs up to uh, Bloomfield. It's coming out on the 1st of October. Also okay. looks very low-budget, yeah. but that trailer, actually very good. If you want a good example of something that is well put together, although it is Christmas-themed for whatever reason, um, and shot on a micro-budget, then, you know, I, there. Mean... I have no idea what the movie itself is about, but whatever. I... I was in, I was going through a trailer, surprised. going through a trailer, having some level of intrigue left over, and not knowing what the movie about is a thumbs up. Yes, very, very well good. said. Yeah, very enjoy that. Let's move on to dark horse picks, boys. Mark, what is your dark horse pick? What's got you excited, but maybe a little nervous? Uh, so I kind of have a couple to talk about here. Um, this one choose, deserves choose one. choose one for now. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, so we'll possessor, back. possessor is my actual answer. This is okay. a sci-fi action horror elite government squad that invades your mind and then crazy this shit, shit, shit happens. Sick. This is this is yeah, looks super cool. This looks is, super yeah. duper cool. Um, <clears throat> and then the other one that I had written down was Death of Me, which is the one where they're on an island and they keep uh, one of them is dead. Maybe Tri- I don't know. I don't it looks. I I liked the way that trailer unfolded. Um, okay. has great effects. It looks like the per- yeah. the performances are really strong, and it introduced me to a Hemsworth that I had never heard of. Oh yeah. Uh, so which one? Nice too. Uh, Luke. Yeah, the one from Westworld. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Pfft. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. You ivory Tower HBO watching jerk. Wow. That <laughs> Mark Bach. Really you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one. The last one I'm bringing up here. And this deserves fully its own category. What the fuck is Bullets of Justice? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I have... This is one of the... At least from the trailer, one of the most bizarre movie concepts I have ever seen. I mean, it just defies every under... Everything I understand about movies is, is not... So Any, this is it, listener. This is a now. this is a Danny Trejo at least in cameo appearance movie about some apocalyptic future where basically like there's been a human pig hybrid created that that 
type of being has taken over and is now like turned the tables on humanity and is like packaging them and eating them. And there's an uprising of humans to try to quell this, whatever they call them, human pig thing. Um, But it's a very winking at the camera sort of thing over the top characters. His sister, even when she's like eight years old, has a full mustache sort of thing. Um, (laughs) I don't understand how that's a winking at the camera thing. That's just, that's just pure weird. They, they're they're looking at the camera in at least one of those scenes. They know what's well, up. Okay, I mean they, know uh, they definitely know what they're doing. I just yeah. uh, there's enough. There's not just winking at the camera stuff here. There's also just straight up fucking strange things. Listener, yeah. if you don't pay any attention to anything else we say in this segment, go watch Bullets of Justice trailer. It was it was the gem of this whole bunch. I would say as far as just weird, unique experiences goes. Agreed. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. I picked. There's a couple I could talk about, but. Jake, per your rules, I will just pick a uh, 12-hour shift here. Okay. Um, okay. This I like is this. kind this of one. also on my list, too. Yeah, where, what, some healthcare workers are running a black market organ dealing operation out of the hospital, and they're then they got to find a backup to get somebody some organs. It's just very strange. Um, real kind of weird, awkward acting, but like in a good way, vibes from the trailer. It just looks creepy and bizarre. Yeah, it's Angela Bettis, man. Yeah. May. May's back, <laughs> and she's the good guy this time. Um, you guys have any thoughts on this one? Other than that I also had it in my Dark Horse. I mean, it looks strong. I think it will be serviceable at worst. Um, yeah. Should be should be interesting. There, You never really know the amount of horror you're getting out of something where it's just like, I mean, yeah, they're stealing organs from people and making them, forcing them to drink bleach, bleach and shit like that, but you're also just like, in a crime world, trying not to get offed by some mob boss, but <laughs> so it could go in a bunch of different directions. I don't know. It, it sure could. That's why I picked it as a dark horse. Uh, it has. Either promise. way, looks kind of kind of wild. Yeah, Jake, how about you? What you got? Yeah, before I inject mine, I do want to mention that we did kind of blow over the fact that Possessors made by Cronenberg's kid. Oh, oh yeah, okay. There's a, there's I actually a didn't agree there. Uh, so I'm interested in just that. I, I don't know why I should be, but it looks promising. I feel like he definitely got a budget based on his name. Yeah. Uh, and it does seem like it's going to be doing some Cronenbergian thing. I mean, it worked so. out for Ridley Scott's kid. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so mine probably isn't going to be a popular pick, but I have a reason for it. I went with Come Play, which actually looks pretty interesting to me. But I think the thing with the Dark Horse pick is that we don't give a lot of like Dark Horse's credit for the fact that to be a real Dark Horse, you have to be in the race. And like most horse races are, there is some (laughs) level of scrutiny put on the horses that are entered unless you're at like fucking Le Bois Park or something. So this movie looks more than passable. Like it has John Gallagher Jr. in it. It seems interesting. I actually like the concept of the monster and all of that. Like it looks well made. But I feel like I could be so ripped out by that jank ass looking monster that it it gives me pause. So this is a dark horse. A very brief description. It seems strong. It seems like a strong movie, but I'm worried about its legs. Okay. So yeah, first thing about this movie is it's based off of a horror short that was relatively popular in the same vein as like uh, Lights Out. Yep. Kind of right. thing. Yep. Um, second thing about this movie, it's my top one. <laughs> Woo! Good transition. I, I uh, am super excited. Actually, it for looks this. good. Yeah, I'm just it really about pulled its legs. Me in. That's all I'm saying. And you know what I like best about Jake's weird screed there about his rules for picking a, a dark horse pick is that last month he picked a movie that didn't have a trailer. He picked a movie based on title <laughs> and platform alone. Yeah, you, you have let, to be in the race, Jack. You have to let this category <laughs> breathe, buddy. Take it in some direction. 
Productions, okay? <laughs> You're speaking you ever get your now. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, Mark. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying with the janky monster, but for whatever reason, it kind of just worked for me, and I loved okay. the way that they did the visual transition between like the thing's eyes and the title card at the end of the trailer. I got you. Yeah. Um. Obviously, John Gallagher Jr. is bringing some is bringing some horror muscles to this thing, and I it just looked creepy. Um. Yeah. If we're gonna go ahead and did you have anything else to say on Dark Horses? Uh, no. I, I you guys kind of covered. I got one I more to say. talk about in Dark Horse. Uh, oh, yeah, the it. other one I was considering was the Curse of Audrey Earnshaw. This <laughs> is like a period this was piece. near my bottom. Period near piece. My bottom yeah, one. yeah. Uh, r- really? It was on the it, running. It, for it, your this movie one? looks good. I think it just Mark does not is not interested in the style. Yeah, it's definitely in the category of this will probably be serviceable and fine. I just don't like these movies. Sure, sure. It also looks pretty interesting. It's got some like obviously their whole village is like wiped out by a plague and it's killing crops and livestock that's uh of note and then also the witchcraft stuff looks pretty interesting i yeah. don't know it kind of gave me a similar vibe to the others and i like it the seems others well very acted much. yeah i don't yeah. know i just don't so, know if it's gonna be interesting that was the only one i wanted to mention in dark horse before we moved on to top ones uh mark you just pointed at me something else well i take no i just I, that was a good point Okay. That Jake made about it. He doesn't know if it'll be interesting. That's what gotcha. I always think about those movies. Is like, sure, uh, they probably have a good uh, underlying concept. They just aren't interesting. <laughs> Understood. All right, let's move on to top one picks, boys. There's a lot to pick from Mark. We already went through yours. Anything else you want to say about it now that we're actually in segment in city? Yeah, I. So I ended up writing down six titles for this. Uh, for yeah, there's top a lot. One. That'll happen yep. when you have fifty fucking movies to go through. Jesus um, Christ. A few things about this month. Most of the movies are in con- are closer to being in contention for top one than bottom one. Yeah, uh, a lot of bangers. Is, yeah, lots of lots of bangers. I was actually kind of worried about halfway through the list that I wasn't going to have like an easy pick for bottom one. Um, I ended up going with Come Play because if we're talking about this from a horror standpoint, I think that's going to be one of that. That one had the best shot at actually creeping me out. Did the we ever actually movies, give a brief description of Come Play? I don't think we did. So there's like an autistic kid uh, who uses a phone to communicate because his like social skills aren't there. He's, I mean, we're talking like first, second grade maybe. Yeah. Um, and through an app on the phone, this weird demon monster thing is brought into the world and starts torturing the kid and his friends and his parents and all that stuff. Good yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah. Very Great solid. Concept. I mean, uh, like Mark said, it's there was a successful short. Yeah, exactly. Um, one other thing that I noted about this month, though, is a lot of the stuff is very, I don't know if irreverent is really the right word, but it's a lot yes. of like horror comedy stuff. Yeah. Um, Love and Monsters looks really yes. great. Yeah. Is that um, the another, one of humanity's been monsters? forced underground for a bunch yes. of monsters, but he wants to go like, above ground find and find his, his love? love. Yeah. yeah. That looks pretty yeah. good. It, that seems his, like a really it solid... Rooker? It, it seems like a really solid action piece, too. Like, I don't yeah, know yeah. How, how much action there's going to be, but there's enough, like, if if this is him like getting into various shenanigans with like a wild cast of crazy looking monsters and finding ways to defeat them in actiony ways, I'm I'm for that. I'm with yeah. it. I will throwing, watch the hell out of it. Throwing that. grenades into tremors mouths. Oh, that that at the end was per- I fucking love that trailer. <laughs> yeah. That was that movie looked awesome. So you have movies like Love and Monsters, Save Yourselves and Mass Hysteria that all look like yeah. legitimately funny. Um and more are on the fun side of horror than like the horror side of horror. But I'm also super excited about seeing them. 
Yeah, yep. Bly Manor coming out. That probably. I mean, oh, I'm definitely yeah. watching I felt like that. I've had that on my that. calendar yeah. for fucking years. I feel like you didn't yeah, pick I, that just to not pick it, right? Well, I didn't pick it because it's not a. Well, spoilers. I didn't pick it, but because it's not a movie, we we haven't we have not picked TV shows in the past as well. I mean, Mo- I, I, I would have mostly. considered it. I would actually agree with your take on it, Jake, that the trailer itself isn't that solid. It's it's not... Ooh, the it's take not, that it, I haven't said on air. Yeah, the, the trailer leaves a lot to be desired. And the other thing that I noted when I... that I Well, I've said noted like six times already this episode. Um, the other thing I found when I was looking it up on IMDb is... Um, Oh my God! Why Mike Mike Flanagan is yeah. the creator, still cre- still credited as like creator and producer for everything, but he only directed one episode. Oh and the, shit! Instead of directing the entire series, like he did with, but he Hill wrote House. a bunch of them. He wrote a bunch of them, but like I don't know. I love his creative like directorial. Yeah, his eye. direction is his strongest point of all of his strengths, which is everything. And for I mean, he's one of those dudes know. who literally does every like you know for half his movies, he's the writer, director, editor, sound guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, he yeah. did props for some reason. For the like, listener whatever. who doesn't know, Bly Manor is Mike Flanagan's new show coming out on Netflix, follow up to The Haunting of Hill House, yeah. set in that same universe. With and The about- Haunting of Hill House, if you haven't seen it, is like one of the best horror things that has existed in Ever. the last decade. So, no, yeah. it's so specifically good. not set in the same universe. Same actors and all that stuff. Oh, but it's a completely that's right. separated okay. thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, that is also super exciting. And then the last one was uh, Scare Me, which comes out, I think, probably by the time you're hearing this episode, it comes out like. Either oh. the first or second of October, <laughs> almost uh, certainly. <laughs> and that one, that one drops on Shutter. So I, I got a it, that one just had a weird vibe to me. It, it seems yeah. like it could be super unsettling. I think that was probably my runner up. Was scare hmm. me. I like that. I like that. Um, I went a different direction. Mark, you didn't talk about what ended up being my top one. Uh, Good. obviously besides Bly Manor. Um, but the. The interesting thing here is that while there are a lot of really strong contenders, there's a lot of really good-looking stuff, nothing floored me from this entire crop. Maybe it's just the fatigue of watching 50 fucking trailers, but Uh nothing just, like, blew me away of how good it looked. And so I picked what what ended up being, I think, my favorite trailer, but also has the pedigree that I'm most interested here. I picked Synchronic uh, as my top one for this month. This is the uh, Benson and Moorhead joint. Uh, They did uh, a bunch of other stuff we really like, The Endless and uh, uh, Spring, and uh, I can't remember the Resolution. (laughs) Resolution. If Jack didn't Um, bring it up, I was going to. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, this trailer briefly is about what some EMT guys who are dealing with a new drug on the streets and it's causing very very weird shit to happen to the people who take it and it looks very interesting to me um it's a really well put together trailer these guys can make good shit they make really weird shit that makes me think a lot i really like it i'm really excited so i agree with everything you said but i'm a little concerned for this movie i think that it's just not i don't know there's a certain place you can get with some one or in this case two people that you know and really respect their work where you have like an expectation and they're going in a definitely a weird direction which is good but a a different direction than I guess what is up my alley so I'm recoiling a little bit interesting note though this is basically like Bill and Ted yeah, explain Kinda. what you mean by that because they're I like have, traveling I through time. Understand. I don't know. I some something about the trailer and traveling through time and like running time travel. These... Time travel just no, means no, no. The way Bill the way in which now? they do it, the way in which they do it. And, the, and I mean, the, also the, like, yes, their, their buddiesness and yeah, yeah, also yes. There's there's like a Bill and Ted are in a horror movie, at, but not funny elements. And of they're this. 
intelligent EMTs and not stoner slacker weirdo. Yeah, idiots. I mean, it's like Bill and Ted. If Bill and Ted was nothing like Bill and Ted, <laughs> great. Yeah, well, very we, well we got put, there. Jake. There's, There's my take. very take. well. Perfect. There's my take. We got it. The can. And Jake, I, what is your being said, top? Yeah, that being said, I am still very, very excited for it. I will be watching it. Everything these guys have put out, with the exception of their short on VHS Viral, which was complete trash, like everything yeah, else in that, that was, movie. That was very uh, bad. I really enjoyed. That. Oh, it's so it's so bad. You need to <laughs> don't do it. don't watch it. No, no, do I it. have to for a lost yeah. fears for fears. Oh, yes. nice. <laughs> That's why we do I, this. I, I before we move along, I just I, I I love Anthony Mackie. I'm really excited to see him in a horror movie. He's so good. Um, the only other thing I have to say before I give my top one is Mark. Um, did you or did you not like in the Bly trailer the use of the Home Sweet Home Motley Crew song that was very horrified? I I mean, I, I typically really like those remix type things, especially like as Jordan Peele uses them in all of his trailers. Yeah. Um, I am not versed at all in Motley Crue. Um, so I wouldn't have, I, I mean. You didn't pick it that's, up. Okay. That's, yeah, fine. I didn't pick it that's up. That's fine. That's fine. I, it took me a while. I was like, what song is that? And I was like, I knew I've heard it on the radio. No, I'm a dreamer. Okay, whatever. Anyway, my <laughs> top one, as you kind of, you Mark, you mentioned it in yours. I am in too fragile a state at this point to handle something serious. And save yourselves. Something about that trailer got me. <laughs> really I good. laughed out loud multiple times. That is not serious, yeah. I, and plus right now, man, like I can get with something speaking to like the eyes glued to the phone culture that we live in and me in particular like fucking half my life feels like it's just doom scrolling at this point so this whole vibe has me and i cannot wait to see it It, it's cute it's funny and it's just accessible horror and honestly i feel like this is going to be an easy 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 thing to throw on and just ingest and enjoy and hit us with a brief 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 uh, yeah so this is a couple that is going to like get off they're ostensibly from new york or somewhere back east and they're going to like upstate new york state uh yeah upstate new york to get away from it all and they're going to a lake house (laughs) and just gonna hang out and be off digital media for a while and while they are out there there is a crash landing and an alien is there, but it's like horror this comedy poof. ensues. It's horror comedy ensues. It's like this little poof ball. It's so cute. And <laughs> it's, yeah, a, it's like what what are the things from Star Trek called? Tribids or something like that? Tribbles. 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 Yeah, it's a tribble. It's they it's got a tribbled. Sure. It's kind of tribble with, with with a little great gazoo thrown in. Sure, sure. Or critters. It, it's also very critters. I was gonna say it's probably gonna turn into like full critters monster, but uh, something about the like cuteness and humor of this just has me this is what i need right now it does look delightful yeah I, yeah absolutely um uh yeah i mean look uh we've been talking about this for like a half hour now so it's got to be time to go to the feature presentation but listener there are just a shit ton of movies mark is giving me a one finger yes mark two fan films coming out that are probably both noteworthy charles which is chucky uh that one was probably the less good don't of give two, a shit but i'm also yeah i'm also less of a chucky fan um child's play and that was yeah sorry uh and that was three and a half minute long trailer the other one Whoa. though uh never hike in the snow yeah. which is a follow-up to never hike alone which is yes. a fan film in the jason universe and friday the 13th um the first one was fucking awesome and that comes out free on youtube via womp stomp productions yeah i don't have the date pulled up but it's relatively early in the month if you uh, haven't so seen Never Hike that. Alone, go watch it. It's fantastic. It's like, what, 40 um, minutes long? 35 minutes long? Yeah, and it's just so well made. It's a good, Found footage direction. of a guy like making a hiking video, yeah. trail running video. And then Jason's just like in the background. Oh, my it's, God. It's, so it's, <laughs> it's 
one of my favorite fan films that I've seen. It probably is. My uh, it's my favorite. I couldn't yeah, name yeah. more than three fan films. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean either, and it's. I the like. Best. I there have been some recent like Spirit of Haddonfield. I really liked, um, but this one I think is my favorite. The, the direction for Never Hike in the Snow feels a little less interesting to me, but it still looks awesome, and I will be watching it. Yep. Yeah. Low barrier entry. Uh, that Go. comes out on the thirteenth of October. Yep. Surprise! All right. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Feature presentation? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2002's The Mothman Prophecies, starring <laughs> Richard Gere. Say it, uh, one time. Mothman now. Say it right one time, and then the we'll go Mothman back. Prophecies. Okay, so Mothman. <laughs> it's one word. It's one word. It's Mothman. It's yeah. Mothman. He's. <laughs> Mothman. If they wanted to be Mothman, they should have put a space. Exactly. Or a hyphen. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He's not Spider-Man. J.R. Spider-Man. Now, if you're you're just tuning in, this is A to Z Horror does old Seinfeld jokes. We're done. Uh, We're done with it. We're moving past it. Is this a a Seinfeld thing? Uh, Yeah, the Spider-Man thing. Yeah, absolutely. Calling things min instead of man. That's a Seinfeld thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, I picked this movie, and you boys gave me a lot of shit for it. Not really. I don't recall giving you Rightfully so. In fact, I don't think we gave you enough shit. Oh! I didn't give you any shit. Have you guys seen this movie before? Yes. Once. Once. So you probably mid-aughts. 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 Yeah, me too. I I saw it in theaters when it came out. I made my dad take me to it. Why? He read... Because he he and I read the book, The Mothman Prophecies, while we were camping one time, and it was super, super fun. And you like cryptids. And scary. And I love cryptids, and The Mothman is one of the most notable cryptids we have here in North America. And, when you uh, say you read it camping, did each of you have a copy, or did he finish it and no. give it to you? Or he, did he, read he, it to you? he read it to Jack. And sometimes I would read it to him. I was like 14 when the, or 12 so Jack maybe when read. the book came out. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't learned <laughs> to really read He's really working yet, on his phonics. Yeah, my dad needed to teach me how it's done. <laughs> Sound it <laughs> out. Sound we, it out. Ma, m- moth, moth, moth man, moth man. So then gotcha. I made him take me to it, and uh, I... Watched it in the theaters and was pretty disappointed when I saw it <laughs> yeah, in the yep, theaters. That, that and I haven't there. seen it since. And I wanted to see if I was wrong about it. And I don't think I was. <laughs> oh, come on, don't spoil. <laughs> don't spoil the feelings that you have. Uh, so let's see, Jake. You saw it kind of mid aughts. You said, Mark, about yeah. you. Yeah, right around the time it would have come out on DVD, probably. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I frankly I cannot remember if I saw this in the movie theaters or if I watched this at home, but it this would have been was, right around that time. I this mean, was definitely like a late in my experience with actual rentals at a movie rental facility. Like probably one of the last ones that I ever did. Wow, what? how is that yeah. possible? That would because I man, I would like. 2000, I probably saw it like as I was going into college. Like I, I didn't. I would pay oh, a substantial amount of money to know what the last film I rented. I know, a, like rental chain was. I mean, that once, was college, once college, once college happened, yeah, you just does Redbox had a, count a, a new. No, Redbox no. is different. Uh, I good point. Not considering it in this conversation, but once college opened, I just didn't have a reason to anymore. There was a whole new world of accessibility that opened <laughs> of up. Illegal acts. No, I didn't do any of that. I don't know what you're talking. All my friends just had a bunch of stuff. That yeah, I could just see. I just became friends with criminals. That's all. 
or I don't know how they access their movies. They had a bunch of movies. I trust. I'm a trust All them. I know is that I saw the X-Men Origins Wolverine without the spe- special effects added somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What do you do? It's still one of my favorite things. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> Claws grow here. Um, All right. All right, boys. I picked this movie. I have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis if one of you guys would get a 30-second timer pulled up for me. It's gotten. gotten. Yeah, we got it, Jack. 30 seconds around the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. Richard Gere is a hotshot reporter in D.C. His wife dies of cancer but sees a demonic-looking being before she dies. He starts driving out to the countryside and, like, randomly winding up in West Virginia, knocking on a random person's house. He makes friends with the local police officer, Laura Linney. Weird shit starts happening to the town. Supernatural stuff happens. His wife calls him. Uh, A being calls him and tells him something bad's going to happen, and he eventually learns that the bad thing that's going to happen is the collapse of the Silver Bridge, or it's Silver Bridge in real life, or what they call it in the movie, and that, that happens and he's together with Laura Time. Lee. You really you got held up on the bridge. I think got I got it. exactly got to the whole movie. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> you were... Jack, most... you're a real five-star man, buddy. Thank real. you, buddy. You I'm a five-star man. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not much else to add there. Um, it's a movie. Extra-dimensional being from a higher plane tells people when shit's going to happen. 99 will die, Denver 9, you know? Sure. Well, some people sometimes when some things are going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it can't be everyone wants not God. They clarify that. Does is he require is is the Mothman required to rhyme? Because the first one rhymes, the second one rhymes, the third one does not rhyme. But I mean, why would you so phrase no. it that? So in no. A, in a, You've in a answered place, your own question. Well, okay, well, I do that sometimes. In a yeah. place <laughs> this size, the equator, three hundred will die. Why phrase it like that? Uh, do this thing because you think oh, you're a so clever screen. You think Mark, you're clever. Was this in the book? Uh, well, no. I mean, in the uh, yes, it was all cryptic and weird and shit like that in the book. But I will tell you this: if I was an extra dimensional being and I was going to give warnings to people, I would try to be as cute and cryptic and you weird ju- and sing songy <laughs> with it as I possibly could. You would just turn into the fucking Riddler. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, you, have to under- <laughs> you have to understand that he's probably like so used to this that he gets no. Well, he he gets he, no. He, he can Much only... like Jake, he got bored, yeah. He got bored. You get bored sometimes, okay? You get bored. The Mothman could be a she, just saying. Why are we gendering could this, be. this guy? They gave it a stereotypically they, male name in the book They called it movie. a man, so you're right. It could be like a like mankind, which is also a whole... I don't know, Mark. we got to start spelling it with a Y, you know? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Humankind. I'm with it. But, Think I mean, they gave, they gave the Mothman a, a stereotypically male name. Or genotypically male name. Genotypically. What is the... You're saying because of Mothman, or does it have an actual name? It has an actual name. They say it once in the in the movie. They say it a bunch more in the book. I <laughs> it's like Gary, though. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I think it's weird. Isn't it a weird name? It's a weird it name. It is a yeah. weird name. I was it's really hoping... Oh, 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 oh. It's like Indrid. Indrid, Indrid Cold. Cold, yeah. yeah. And Indrid yeah, yeah, yeah. is a man's name. In the. It's like an 1800 plantation really? owner's name, but Indrid it is, is a, a man's, man's name? name? I think so, yeah. I have just never. Google it blindly I am, and see what happens. Indrid, dude. The first okay. thing that comes up is the cryptid wiki. So I mean, I if, guess if you named someone Indrid, you could conceivably have their name be Indy for short, which is just like Indiana Jones, but not have to name them Indiana. That'd be pretty good. Why wouldn't pretty you just dope. name them Indy? There's nothing wrong with naming a person Indiana. There's nothing wrong with naming someone Indy for that matter, or Indrid. Why would you call someone Indiana if you call them Indy? What? Yep. Okay, we nailed it. 
Just Got call, it. Just we got there. The person did it. Just we name him Indy. Don't name him Indra. Don't name him Indiana. Name him Indy. Okay, we did it. Okay, good. Now what that part of the show are we even in right now? Oh, I was just I was just trying to transition. I said you interrupted me. <laughs> what the movie does wrong? Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, we're talking about what in the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits into, except I guess supernatural. It is supernatural. <laughs> mystery yeah, is, is, is mystery is, is crypt is cryptid a cryptid should be one. Yeah, so cryptid really should be one. Because we've done dark was the night, which was the Wendigo. Yeah, except it ended up being like a lizard, which was a bizarre choice. Um, we've done. Uh, we haven't done a lot. No, we haven't. We gotta, we gotta up that. I one. mean, Jersey Devil, whatever that movie was called. Oh fuck yeah! Well, that did not end up being a no, that but was it's a lost very. Episode. It's, it's clearly that was a lost still. Episode. It's still that was like, yeah, yeah. Mark that episode. No, Mark Jake saying that episode never came out. <laughs> That's the lost episode. The last broadcast. That's one of two last lost broadcast. episodes. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We should just one of two that lost one. episodes. That one and Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> we redid Bone Tomahawk. Well, Did we? we should redo yes. the last that. whatever. You we made us watch, watch that Tomahawk fucking thing again. again. I no, we should watch, watch it a third pistachio time. twice. We should watch it again. <laughs> no. No, I will not. <laughs> I retain my veto power. Um, nice. Okay. Uh, mystery. I mean, we have mystery on the list, I sure. think. Yeah. This it, is a it's mystery. A, it, yeah, it's a supernatural mystery cryptid movie. Yeah, that's you could probably throw a thriller out there because that's a completely fucking generic term that means nothing. But, but that's what sure. you give it to try to make people think it's normal and be accessible. I don't give a fuck. I mean, this one is, is closer. Movie. This yeah, is normal. Like, this is closer to normal and more accessible than like almost any other movie we've watched. Hondo P. It, yeah, yeah, this is a pretty accessible movie. This is. I mean, we'll get into this well, later. But this movie is barely anything. <laughs> yeah, this movie is accessible in terms of it hey, not being gruesome. Hey, hey it's not accessible movie, in terms of being particularly watchable. <laughs> this movie was financially successful. Hey, Very. on that note, maybe we should launch into what the movie does right. It was yeah. financially successful. <laughs> well, that's okay, all. I have there's on. that. That's all but, I have. Laura fucking Linny, man. She's okay, magnetic. Man. The cast is good. I mean, she is magnetic. Laura at her Linny. best, At her best, she is among the best. I, uh, I yeah, she's and she's good. great in this. She's such a great small town. I really, I officer. really find myself like caring about her character, which says something about this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to try to grasp for something. She's got a level of personality that like Richard Gere doesn't come anywhere near approaching, especially when she's like making jokes and she's yeah. like, uh, he's like, did you grow up in the barn over there? She's like, no, we had an actual building. Yeah, running water and everything. Well, and she's got <laughs> like, yeah, she's, she's got hilarious. that like she goes to like the folksy accent for a minute. Yeah, yeah she's great and hilarious and great. And Deborah Messing's actually pretty good too. They have a good. She chemistry. doesn't have much to do. Yeah, she's. No. Always, I mean, she, she's, has she dies pretty scenes. quick. She's exceptionally pretty. I was gonna say. I. I mean. Damn! Yeah, Deborah Messing yeah. is a total smoke show. Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah. I mean, she looks good. Two thousand two, man. man. I, what do you mean? When did that happen? I feel like she's. I, I don't know. Maybe we just I, don't give enough respect to how pretty she is. I mean, you know what it is? Is it's, it's that I have her uh, in, in Will and Grace. They like really didn't play that up as much. Like she's obviously attractive. Yeah. I mean, she fucking marries Harry Connick Jr. in that show. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. continues to be only famous in my mind for Will and Grace, but like they never play that up. Uh, (laughs) They never play up her like attraction as much in that show, and that was like marrying Harry Connick Jr. is a level of her attractiveness. Yeah, I hate Harry Connick Jr. is also a handsome gentleman. (laughs) Jeez, 
Anyway, Why is Deborah missing the yardstick realize... by which Harry Connick Jr. is measured? My point is, I'm used to seeing her in that context where her like beauty is sort of uh, normalized, and then in this one, they're like kind of trying to play it up because yeah. she's the object of Richard Gere's affection, and I mean, they succeed, and she is quite an attractive lady. Yes, she yeah. is. <laughs> yep. This was like right after the the rumors about Richard Gere with the gerbil came up, right? Let me just... I don't know, <laughs> I Jack. I don't understand the timeline of Richard Gere's ass gerbils, but let me say, <laughs> the cast the cast in general is pretty damn good in this movie. I think yeah. that this movie has a great cast. That is what it does prime, other than Laura Linney being, magne- Laura Linney being magnetic. This beer is already hitting me. Yeah, yeah she's, Fraser she's was right to go to top. Chicago to follow her. I have yeah. Richard Gere in a later category. Really? Oh yeah, he's, I don't he's understand the, I, why he's as famous as he is. He's I, not, me a, either. He's I not that he great did, an actor. Uh, he's looks, very melodramatic. I mean, yeah, he's he's a handsome Mark gentleman. D- I mean, okay, never mind. I was gonna make a. I mean, he's no Harry Connick Jr., Jake. But come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you got a point there, Jake. I was gonna make a stupid <laughs> argument, and I won't make it. <laughs> he's I mean if you think about the stuff that he's done that made him like super famous like what was the what was the one that was uh, officer and a gentleman it, he's really good at emoting in an over-the-top way which I think was popular at the time but whatever this is something I haven't in, in does wrong but like a lot of the stuff a lot of the scenes that he's in he brings way too much dramatic energy into he yeah. doesn't like underplay anything there's no subtlety in his I, performance okay, I that's don't fair. like Richard that's Gere. a fa- that's a fair take I prefer I liked Will Patton's performance more sure I guess yeah. <laughs> everyone he, he works at he works there but I don't have like a huge like backlog of Will Patton knowledge other than that he was pretty good in remember the titans yeah exactly remember that movie was and he's playing a (laughs) decently similar role in this movie so maybe that's just him i don't know i mean you're also forgetting armageddon i I, i'm not an armageddon guy i don't really know much about it i hate that movie you're that's a mistake that dude no jake's more of a deep impact guy i am more of a deep impact i am more of a deep impact guy. (laughs) morgan freeman was president okay it was very i will die on the deep impact hill that movie sucks but at least i don't have to fucking listen to aerosmith just shitting out bullshit i i have a i have a fan theory which is that uh jake had to listen to that aerosmith song too many times during high school and junior high dances and it just really really turned him sour on the whole you know what i think it is i know my history with dances it's a terrible take i think jake went to disneyland one time as a kid and got stuck in the line for the rock and roller coaster and that's why he hates aerosmith uh (laughs) did the rock and roller coaster in disney world line was i don't remember ride itself was really nice Really good ride, he, loved it. Yeah, it's it's a good ride. It's it was ride. walk this way though. I think I, that'd be a good li- that would be a good one for the line. You know, uh, they definitely weren't. No, I walk remember this way them playing, was what was playing during the ride. Uh, I remember love on an elevator or love in an elevator being the song they played. Awesome. Maybe All they of these are good up. songs. Reason All to come back, Jack. Why didn't Aerosmith write a song called "The Rock and Roller Coaster"? That's infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> They're big enough sellouts. Fuck. Oh Jesus! Yes. <laughs> uh, just for the record, I'm. I have talked about this before. My num- My first uh, purchased album was TLC Crazy Sexy Cool. My second purchased album was Aerosmith's Pump, which has Love in an Elevator on it. So, there first purchase Pump, great. Pump's second purchase questionable. An album. No, it's Pump's a fine good, album. Man. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's good. It's a good. Yeah. That's good injection, Mark. I like it. Thank you. A lot of flavor. A lot of flavor. Uh, camera work. Uh, this movie also does relatively well. I uh, probably should have looked up who the director of this movie was. Let's see here. Mark Pellington. <laughs> what I, name I know. What has he done? <clears throat> Great question. I'll let you know in a few seconds. I'll but do it. Just talk. I'll, I'll look it up. It's fine. I, I did like the way. So this movie 
really leans heavily on atmosphere and ambiance um, in a way that I think ultimately is to its detriment because it doesn't do anything else. But the way they do that, <laughs> there are a lot of things that they build correctly in like in the movie. And in my in my mind, at least from from what hit me this time watching it was it's it's a lot built through camera work and how there's it's a lot of there's very kinetic. Uh, like they they just have the there's no steady cams or anything there's just like people walking yeah. toward characters yeah. and you get that kind of like voyeuristic uh, not really rumble cam but like yeah. it's, it's shaking in a way that it seems like you're watching someone and in the it's way that they're trying to upplay that theme of the Mothman is seeing you and following you and knows what's up I like that yeah that creates yeah. that that it creates the sense of fear that I think they were trying to go for even if they didn't really achieve it but that's the best thing they have really going sure. for it. I agree Other with that. And Mark, the cast, I agree with you. Yeah. Let me tell you a little something about my boy Mark Pellington. He has done nothing else you've ever heard of except after the Mothman prophecies, he appears to have just gone straight for a music video direction career. Oh, he did Arlington Road. He did That's Arlington notable. Road before Mothman. Then he did I'm Henry Poole is here. Then he did I Melt With You. Then he did The Last Word. And a whole shitload of music videos. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> we we might be scratching at the surface of what this movie does wrong, which is a later category that we're not talking about just yet. Okay, here's something else this movie does right. Oh yeah. Ooh. Okay. Af- Ooh. They, they took they they knew what the book was about ostensibly. Some some people who greenlit the movie had read the book. Okay. I like I'm that. Sure they... One of my fantasy points is Jack talking about books he read. By the way. Okay. Just saying. Well, for this year. <sighs> yeah. Dude, I have no concept. <laughs> Mark, I didn't know how to learn till I, I didn't know how to learn how to read till I was fourteen. I got to talk about it now. It's a very impressive feat. Um, You're proud, man. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, but the it's very interesting that there is like no real antagonist, no real villain, no real story resolution. Like all that is present in the book, and it's very weird to me that when they made it into a movie, there's like, yeah, okay, that same shit. Yeah, still no antagonist, still no resolution. Just you survived the, the Mothman told you about a bridge collapse. You survived the bridge collapse, and then it just kind of ends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what part of that the... was what the movie does right? Wait, hold on, I'm very confused. Actually, I, great question. <laughs> no, I like how bold that is to be like, ah, fuck it. You don't need an antagonist or an oh, ending I see. to your movie. It doesn't, I like it the doesn't seem like it would adapt for a screenplay, but then yeah. there's like, we're and, copy and to be clear, it. maybe this is better in Does Middle because it doesn't. Yeah, adapt it's definitely well. Does Middle. It's, it's a very not a good screenplay, <laughs> and they were bold enough to make it even <laughs> though it's not a good screenplay. Yeah. I like. Okay, we're in Does Middle. I like the boldness. It doesn't work, but I like the boldness. I on that topic, I had the line written down. I don't do this that much, but this one kind of stuck out to me. There's a line toward the end of the movie um, where I think it's when uh, Richard Gere and Laura Linney are kind of arguing and he has his emotional breakdown that's way over dramatic. But she tells him we're not allowed to know. And I think in a way that's them almost rebutting the criticism that they know is coming because I'm sure the book had the same thing of like there isn't really a narrative here. Nothing's really happening. And what they're kind of pointing out in a way that I found actually sort of um, I don't know. I guess poetic would be the best word to fit it, but okay. I, I like it when you're able to kind of make the argument for the movie's thesis in the world without being over the top and like directly talking to the camera. That is the nicest way you can put that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yes, Mark. Sure. And that's what this movie does, right? Oh, there's a single right? line. Or does that, middle? That, We're in middle now. Are you going no, back? he just he just forced us in the middle. You suggested it. <laughs> 
Mark. And Jake well, called I, it a good I, transition. He brought up a point that was very definitively in middle. You're all over the place, sir. Because we can't get out of Does Right without talking about the bridge collapse scene. There's some aging no. CG that's a little bit iffy, but like overall, that scene fucking rules. Okay, that does this? The... I have a question for you. Does the scene rule, or is that the only scene where anything happens in the entire movie, and therefore it rules by comparison? <laughs> yes. Oh, the answer one. is both. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that checks it is, out. It is accentuated I... by the lack of anything else happening in the movie. Oh but my god, this is a two-hour I... movie, by the way. We'll get <laughs> yeah. this movie's way. We're gonna get to that. I do think it stands on its own, and reading up a little bit on it after the fact, after watching it, I guess they built like a bunch of yeah, 10th scale models or something like that so they could sure. actually shoot a practical bridge collapse without That's essentially cool. blowing up it a is, bridge. It is noteworthy. Yeah, you have a lot of things happening in a bridge. Like, this is a sizable bridge, listener, and there are multiple, like, ginormous things happening, right? It's collapsing on itself. Cars are flying fucking everywhere. They're dumping into the Ohio River. Like, Tons of shits happening. Uh, looking good for the most part. Um, I think the only thing that I didn't really like is when they have to like they pan out and the gifts are floating on the surface poetically or whatever, and you have like the headlights underwater. But that's aftermath. Like the bridge collapse itself. Yeah, it looked fine. The cables themselves were a it looks little better bit, like, than fine. It it looks the the bridge collapse looks good. It is not like the whole experience of viewing it is not without having to like also deal with the cables and I'm not sure what you would do to make that look a lot better especially because it was 2002 but it's very like final destinationy in the way in yeah, which it's flapping around. This movie's basically final destination except not interesting and only one thing happens. <laughs> <laughs> and no one escapes it. The, yeah. This is final destination if everyone yeah. actually dies in the first scene. <laughs> so ballsy. What movie does Super right? bold. This Super movie bold, is but that's ballsy. what the movie does middle. Yeah, Anyways, that's is... all I had for Does Right. There was the bridge collapsing was the last one. Okay. It's okay, definitely notable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I which already had a great Does Middle. Brings you, us back to did. the middle part, which I have nothing in my notes on, so take it away. I touched on mine already, which is just great. that it uses its atmosphere as a crutch. This is sort of like yeah. a movie about people telling ghost stories to a reporter, and they play that up in a way that they, they think that... The, I mean, you really need the ghost stories to deliver... And the atmosphere is, like, adequately creepy, but then it's just undercut by how fucking boring everything is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it has very solid atmosphere that is purposefully created to augment whatever impact these things would have had. And then, unfortunately, there's just not that much impact to be augmented. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I One of the things I could talk about in Does Middle is the theme that recurs throughout this movie, which sounds like Teardrop by Massive Attack, the House MD theme song. Yeah, but it does have that sort of techno-industrial thing to it. It's just, yeah, it's just like they, they copied, and I think that song came out in like the late 90s, so I think it was pretty clearly like they just copied that song and were like, that ah, sounds but we're like just, Teardrop? We're not. Well, oh, Teardrop yeah. itself was a was a Jose Gonzalez song, wasn't it? No, t- that's a cover. Oh, it's a, it's a Massive, Massive Attack, attack. Massive Attack original and then Jose Gonzalez. Yeah, and covered. that's okay. the thing is like I can't get away of thinking about Jose Gonzalez's cover because he does it so phenomenally well. But like I, it's a great I need cover. To go back and listen to the Massive Attack version. Listen Either to the Massive way, Attack version. It sounds it so much like the weird. It fits perfectly in 2002, and I think that it's the, that's actually really interesting. This belonged nowhere, so I'll mention it now. I remember for some weird reason, like if you would have asked me like what year did Mothman Prophecies come out, I would have said like fucking 
early mid nineties. Like I thought this was a full <laughs> decade older than it is. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It was one of those moments where like, Oh shit. I was at least 12 when I saw this movie. Fuck. I was positive. <laughs> I watched this in fourth grade. Like, yeah, me is, too. which was, which would have been what? 98. <laughs> I, I hate drawing this line, but like, this is a movie that came out post nine 11 and it just doesn't feel like it to me in my memory. At least I, now I, I've seen it. I'm totally with Again, you. Yeah, I guess it's. it's I but. can't. I can't remember exactly what movie I was talking about, but I remember having a conversation where I was talking about a movie that was like kind of part of my sexual awakening, and they're like, "Dude, that movie came out in 2004," and I was like, "Oh, interesting." Was it Rocky <laughs> Horror Picture Show? No, it was not okay. the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Didn't but it was like one of those movies that, like, I assumed I and in my mind I had seen when I was like a kid, and then it's like, nope, you were like very close to being an adult. <laughs> Uh, movies that are part of Jack's sexual awakening. What could it be? I'll think of it. It might have been a TV show. I'll think of it. Okay. It was. Oh, you know what? I think it was. About. I think it was Alias. I, I think was, it was Alias. I think it was, it was the TV show Alias. No, it was Bad oh, Boys. Alias. It was Bad Boys Two. Yeah, Bad Boys Two. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that movie was part quick, of my the, sexual awakening. Teardrop by Massive Attack came out in 1998. So that whatever yeah. the timelines line up. I mean, it's just it's like an off brand, a Costco, a Kirkland brand version of Massive Attack. Okay. Yeah, it's the it's it the had, freeware. It's the it's like the libraries that big corporate entities purchase to put in the background of their motivational videos. Yeah. Like when yeah. that candidate for that asshole candidate for New Zealand prime minister used a sound alike to that Eminem song, and Eminem sued him, and he did a news conference that hey, I thought it was pretty legal, eh? <laughs> it's exactly still one like of my that. favorite things ever. No one's gonna I thought know it was in New Zealand. I thought it was pretty legal, eh? Very good. Pretty I have a vague good recollection of this, and that's the most I've gotten a Jack joke in, I mean, probably months. eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, months. Yeah, literally two months. That's yeah. going to take us what the movie does wrong. Let's get there. This movie two is hour so movie. boring. <laughs> Two-hour movie, and only one thing happens, and it's the climax. Yeah. I think like, I, what this is what this is like building to be, though, is that I think that this movie is almost universally unsuccessful in making the Mothman an intimidating and scary figure. I, I don't get Is it supposed to be it. scary? It no. should at least give me some tension or pause or something. Which, I need to feel something. Yeah. I don't feel fucking shit in this movie, dude. I don't and feel especially... fucking anything. That's a failure. <laughs> Jake, that's not the movie's fault, though. That's just life in 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But, I, you know, this is that actually That actually just might be Jake's life overall. <laughs> it is lately. <sighs> uh, but, like, no, I totally get what you're saying. And that's why, like, it would have been so much cooler to have the movie ending with the Mothman not really being a good guy or a bad guy or anything if he had been scary at any point throughout the film. He needed to be something. Like, they the cut him in, they cut him so... in, like, hovering right next to one of the suspension cables and like twirling his mustache and being like, see, listen to me next time. <laughs> and then he snaps it and the bridge collapses. Oh, no, it kind of it. felt like watching an episode of The Closer, right? Where The Closer, all I'm watching is 44 minutes of characters telling me why Sierra Ked- Kira Sedgwick is charming Let and good at her job Sierra and it Kedgwick. not appearing on screen. Let me ask a different question. If if the premise here, what if what was being disagreed with was like the Mothman and being scary as like a thing, if that is something you would disagree with, then this movie is not a horror movie. I agree completely. It's Woof. no, I no, would, yeah, no. I'd be more tempted to. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's shot like a horror movie. They just per- forgot to put the horror in it. We're having well, to pick. But, okay, well then, there's the failure for us as A to Z horror. Is where is the horror? 
what, what I'm saying with the Kira Sedgwick thing is like, and this movie has that whole middle chunk of the expository character saying, stay away from that moth man. He's nothing but trouble. He's going to kill your ass real good. All he and- does is try and warn you of future issues that you're going <laughs> to yeah, have. That fucking man. asshole. The, the idea of being visited by this extra dimensional or whatever, like that's that's not a comforting thought. Like there there is horror in that. There is, but this movie goes about it so, so wildly wrong, because, like, this thing is capable of using the phone and of carrying on a conversation in English, but it's still choosing to, like, cryptically crash people's cars and tell them random things, like, number 38. I'm just like, cool, figure that out, asshole. <laughs> I do. 99 kinda, will you die, know what? Denver 9. Neat pick. It does seem like a being who's just bored with it. Like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you about some shit. But I don't really care about the loss of human life because I'm man. He gets timeless. Bored. He's, been He's been around for a while. Yeah, so a I'm while. just fucking with you. Fuck it. He's up there washing windows. We're talking to an extra-dimensional window washer, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to get, like, super, super dark with it, you could also question that this movie came out, was being filmed during, like, while 9-11 happened, and the Mothman warned us about a bridge collapsing, but there was some other stuff the Mothman could have warned people about. That's actually pretty interesting. Like, this movie had to be being made during a pretty terrible disaster yeah um, to that point though i mean i assume the book was written prior to it was yeah. yeah the book was written in the 70s 80s i think uh, so good okay. on neat pick that they didn't have to bring 9-11 into this it was probably i, oh, was, I probably was, was uh, this is this has been uh, this has now been way more 9-11 references than i was expecting this is not a 9-11 movie at all you guys me like, too it's like it just, you know when you watch friends post 9-11 and they don't talk about it at all what's up with that <laughs> Like, why, why are we bringing this up so much? It's such a weird <laughs> sticking point that we're on. We're on this it, is, though. This has nothing to do with the movie. Mark, once you get on that thing, you can't get off the thing, okay? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that is Friends true. certainly could, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm going to pull a Jake on this one and sort of sort of what question the category to a certain extent, because to say that this movie does something wrong would be to imply that this movie does anything Okay, that's what this movie does wrong. Is it's it's just it doesn't move. There's it's. I mean, it's an investigative. It's in stasis. This movie is in stasis. A very bad investigative reporter, by the way. A very bad investigative reporter that doesn't ask questions. Yeah, and then a police officer who, when investigative reporter is like, I traveled like 150 miles to see this guy. Oh, what happened? And he shudders and then says, Oh, he wouldn't see me. And the police officer, the detective, is not interested in following the investigative reporter up. I'm being like, okay, your whole job is, like, talking to people who don't want to talk to you, though. That's, like, your whole job. You know how you're not supposed to take no for an a- for an answer? Uh, <laughs> it seems like you very readily took no for an answer in this case, Richard Gere. <laughs> you were all too excited to take no for an answer. And he was lying to her, but I'm saying somebody should have. There was a breakdown in logic in that scene. Definite <laughs> breakdown. Uh, they're right okay. Down. I like I like the scene where Richard Gere dreams that he bashes his head into the mirror or whatever. You was understand going on that there. we're in does wrong, right? Yeah, but you said it doesn't do anything, and it does some things. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Yes, there are literally things that happen. There, in Mark, this movie. this movie has scenes in it. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's just. Jack Long, fucking it's a steady refuses. shot of just Richard Jack, Gere Jack is sitting in his chair be... with his head in his hands until so, a bridge collapses. Listener, listener, just to just to reiterate, if you're a longtime listener, this is going to sound normal, but Jack is supposed to be the person who takes us from place to place, and he is actively dismantling the flow. Actively, Jack. Uh, 
I don't yeah. know about that. I do. I know. <laughs> okay, I know about cool. it. Well, I know about what's going to happen in the future, so I'm doing do everything. Do you want to just blow Jake. a whistle? Is that what's going to happen in the future? <laughs> it sounds like it. Can you uh, say it in a weird, like, cryptid rhyming way? <laughs> that's Jack's job. That's what I'm asking. If, in fact, you step on a thistle, then it's time for Mark to blow the whistle. I couldn't oh figure God. out another rhyme. Blow the fucking whistle. Thistle? Thanks, Dr. Seuss. AA rhyme. I did an AA rhyme. You're, you're, you're intellectually deep AA rhyme. <laughs> if, in fact, you step on a thistle. Yeah. Now it's time, time to blow the whistle. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> that would have been a better voice for Mothman. <laughs> hey, I, I kind of like this Mothman as a as a mustache twirling, like, 1930s supervillain. Like a vaudevillian <laughs> asshole? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Like a it's snidely whiplash type, it's tying women scary. to the railroad tracks? Yeah, sure. but still with all the CG weird, like, flames behind it for some reason. Okay, in the opening scene, I know that they have to establish that he's like a better writer than the other people in the bullpen, but this is like a high-level journalism job, and his motherfucking colleague from The Happening is asking him about comprised versus comprised of versus composed of. That is... That's a nitpick. Kindergarten shit. That is... that is Definitely not kindergarten shit, but that is like... English 101. It's not like advanced journalism shit. Jack, like you it's couldn't not... read until you were 14 and you're calling this kindergarten shit. <laughs> and as soon as I could read, I knew it's comprised. <laughs> yeah, this, that's the first word I read. Jack was in <laughs> kindergarten 14. That's the one that really sealed it for me, Jake. Okay. You know comprises. You know Jake? I actually think that's oh, uh, okay. plausible. That's plausible. You know? <laughs> I think I met him when he was like 14. I don't know. <laughs> and, you, and he was like, what are you up to? And you're like, I'm doing homework for my uh, pre-calc cat class. And he was like, oh, I'm stacking shapes on top of colors. No, but he was and cutting, I was he was cutting himself and looking at it under a microscope in a classroom. Okay. okay. Not well, cutting now I have to say more about that. that. that went, yeah. <laughs> you had a cut and yes. you put it on a Petri dish. Yes, I was interested. Yeah, I wanted to look at my own blood in the microscope. <laughs> he did not cut himself, but he was at he was actively bleeding in an open environment in class. I was always was bleeding at school for one reason or another. You probably tripped. Probably. He, he <laughs> was not cutting himself. <laughs> you did have purple hair, though. <laughs> okay. Poor time. I <laughs> want to bring up something. Uh, with <laughs> <Our> transitions off, <laughs> which is that, which is that this uh, this movie reeks of one where there wasn't like a single person on set who got past like tenth grade science. Oh yeah, Mark, do we really have to For, do science with this movie? Yes, we have to do science Why with this movie do we because have to do science the, with this movie. The hoity-toity science guy starts oh, referring God. to things in cycles per second when they're talking about the frequency of a voice instead which, of hertz. Nothing. No science, no scientific professional, no audiologist or whatever that, whatever science that would be, no audio editor ever has referred to anything as cycles per second instead of hertz. That is fucking stupid. Someone out there's like, back hey. off, man. I'm a scientist. Yeah. And then on top of that, they refer to glioblastoma as glioblastoma, blastoma, and that just <laughs> glioblastoma, <laughs> glioblastoma. They say it like seventy five times. Yeah, and I mean it's probably an acceptable. It's probably fine. Yeah, it's yeah probably so it's probably this probably isn't even a nitpick. So probably yeah, it probably isn't even a nitpick, but it's still a nitpick. I'm glad you made it though. That's <laughs> how nitpicks work. Science it up, douchebag. Time to be scientific. God, oh yeah, that's the right quote. Fuck. When me. he's when he's giving when when expo- exposition man is giving him the the rundown on how the Mothman works, I like oh the my God, like that scene. 
I like the analogies at first when he's like, he's like a window washer. He just sees what's going on. But then later he's like, why wouldn't the Mothman just talk to us? And he's like, "Uh, have you ever tried explaining yourself to a cockroach? Cockroach, Well, no, a cockroach doesn't have abstract thought or sentience, but I do. Even if I'm too stupid to like fully understand everything, you can explain to me the concept of you're much smarter than me. (laughs) I mean, part of that, yeah, part of that analogy assumes that if we could communicate, let's just say we're like communicating with a chimpanzee now for whatever reason. It's that we have to communicate ourselves in like interpretive dance for some reason. Like we can't communicate on their level. No, 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 no. We have to make it one level of extra obscurity. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Ah, fuck. Um, is it a common thing? I need this is really more of a question, but uh, I need you guys to tell me this whether or not. Is it a common thing to steal away on a real estate tour and just bang in a closet? Well, I don't want to get into my personal life too much, Mark, but it has been known to happen. Okay. I'll say I'll say from personal experience that our real estate situations and viewing homes and stuff were way too stressful to allow for something like that. But yeah. Seems like some people might. I I have I have I'm aware of people who have had sex in a room or closet of a house they were touring. Are you kidding me? You're actually being serious? Uh, I'm aware of it happening. Yes. You don't have to disclose your client's uh, identity. I understand. Some there's some privilege there. Yeah, the client's <laughs> being myself and my wife. Privilege. Jesus, really? That's a, okay. Cool. Then not a ne- neat pick. I guess they <laughs> adequately represented. It. I don't know what that is. Lovers I, don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a neat pick either, dude. It's a pick, though. <laughs> it's, it's a something. not pick. It's, it's just, definitely not a neat. They pick. sure did include something that Let happens. Let me be clear. It's not a neat pick. Yo, halfway through a two-hour movie about precognition and extra-dimensional beings, they take the time to show you over like the course of a five-second shot the literal dictionary definition of what precognition is. That's yeah, how slow it's this wild. movie is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how slow this is Laura Lindy's character is fucking reading it in a book it's like no shit we've been experiencing this for an hour already they can yeah. see the future <laughs> it blew man if mind. only there was a word for that that amount of I mean that right there is the typification of the hand holding that some movies will go to and it is not a fun time and nor was this and nor <laughs> my this. brain is exploding this right now. scout is obliterating me <laughs> Okay, good. I can't, what's what's the Tom Cruise movie where he plays a d- detective in the 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 precogs see all the murders in the future? What's that Minority Report? Movie? Minority Report. There, it's like that expository scene in that where it's like, oh, he literally says, "So the precogs like cognate before it happens," and you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Way to break down a word. Yeah. Way to do etymology for eleven minutes. Wait, on hold on. Pre-co- precognition means you're cognitioning pre something happening. <laughs> What? Um, uh, I know this is language is just a. We're, we've already blown the whistle, but I want to talk about something this movie does hard wrong, which is for <laughs> Again, a movie that's this. This is entirely so about the Mothman Jack is in top form today. Shut up! He got bored. <laughs> for a movie Jake, he got bored. Entirely <laughs> about the Mothman. Listeners, we're doing a double feature today too. So if you want to hear how devolved this, this gets, is just the watch first one. Next week's episode. <laughs> watch, watch the episode. Jesus fuck. <laughs> We're the Mothman looks so bad when it actually attacks Richard Gere in his car and causes the car accident that gave his wife a brain tumor. Did it I mean, give his wife a brain tumor or was no, it expressly say it didn't. They expressly they go out yeah. of their way to say this brain tumor wasn't caused by a car accident. I don't yeah, know why they she, needed to say she that. She had a brain tumor. But they go out of <laughs> their way to, to say that. As opposed to all those common brain tumors yeah. that are caused by car accidents. That was I remember when I, I said that not Mark. a single fucking person on the also, set had graduated like, high school with a science education. Talk about the in and of itself, because like this thing is here to predict like disasters, and she's one person with a brain tumor. 
It just like how does this thing choose how it communicates? It's just bored. It's Jake. So bored. Jake, if it if time is a dimension that you can readily travel through and you sort of are all knowing you're you're oh, like Bill and Ted? then you can see a tragedy that occurs in someone's life who is pivotal to a future tragedy and like zero in on them. But you're bored. Yeah. Well I mean this the, the thing is Cronus and classically infundibulated. <laughs> okay, Mark. Oh. <laughs> O-H. But the Mothman looks so fucking bad <laughs> yeah, it when it good. attacks their windshield. It's 2002, man. Like I, yeah, it looks like yeah, shit. Exactly. Moving on. It yeah, looks like 2002 oh CG vibes. Yeah, it, it looks like dick. I don't They've know. been better off painting one of those creepy Mothmen and pointing, like throwing oh, that at the screen. that would have like, been fucking <laughs> rad. Actually, somebody's, somebody's note, hand is visible in On the that top. note, I have a need pick. On that note, I have a need pick. In the realm of like movies that have books of creepy drawings, this book of drawings is on the creepy side. I think that the drawings are actually really creepy. They would have done better to just take that book and been like, during that scene. Like, here's I actually, I had this as a nitpick too, because I always find it, this is one of those tropes in movies that I always kind of chuckle at, of just like, there's a woman suffering from a brain tumor, and she's in her room, and she calls the nurse in, and she's like, nurse, I need more charcoal. You got to bring me more black crayons and sure, charcoal sure. pencils. I Look, That's I filled fair. up this whole page with black. And I, if you could bring me a red crayon, too, I need to do its eyes. And you'll find that both <laughs> of these things can be true. <laughs> they are well, creepy also, drawings, and what it's an absurd asshole, that people created these. What an asshole orderly that is, that when he walks in, he's like, I don't know, man, your wife's been drawing angels. She seems like, uh, she's been and out you there open trying it, to be like, hey, like, the fuck, fuck she off, did. asshole. Like, how about she <laughs> yeah. draw whatever she yeah, wants? Yeah, she has like a weird figure eight thing, and he's like, that's the angel. It flips the page, and there's like very clearly there's a demon. Seven, like, there's uh, 700 pages of like this demonic, creepy-ass <laughs> entity. He's like, where the fuck were you on that one, dipshit? <laughs> well, I just don't like him commenting on anything she's drawing. Like, Jesus. <laughs> He fights the guy. <laughs> Give the poor woman a break. She blew through 75 black crayons in two days, but she was drawing <laughs> angels, sir. What Fuck dickhead. Me. Uh. That's all I got, boys. I, yeah, there's. I don't think there's much else here, really. It's time to go to ratings. <laughs> yes, sir. We over the A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about this newscaster would write Missing the Sausage Fest. Don't miss the Sausage Fest. And for ten, think about Huey Lewis would write how ill the vibes are going to be. Fans are already reporting the vibes will be the illest. And the jams, nar Story is the first category to rate these movies. This was my pick. I'm going to rate it for story. I'm going to give it a five for story. Uh, I love cryptids. I like the Mothman. I like the balls on this thing to not have a straightforward narrative without a real resolution and no this. real I antagonist. Love I love, I love five. Yeah. <laughs> but it all, it doesn't work. Sure. <laughs> I, I like love the balls how, they have. I love, how, I love how courageous this movie was to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a lot of courage to be bad, Mark. Just ask any of my bosses. <laughs> oh, my um, God. <laughs> my God. Uh, either way, I gave it a five. Mark, how about you? I actually went higher. I gave it a six. The strength of this movie is the story. It's obviously based on a book that Jack has now pontificated on at length. Uh, and there is <laughs> at length. Informa- there's information here that weaves an eerie tale. The execution aside, I think the story is actually a relatively strong point here. And if it weren't delivered in such a 
hammy way, like the act, the, the emotional arc of Richard Gere's character. We haven't said a single person, like an, a character's name yet. This episode doesn't matter. His name is John, I think. Like it I doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> just call him by their act. The, it's by their John names. Klein or something like that, isn't it? Klein's his last name. It is it's John Klein. There you John go. Smith. Um, I, I think that there's there is ammunition there for a good story. I just don't. It, the the package itself is not delivered well, but it started out in a, at least an okay spot, better than average, slightly. Yup, Jake. I I gave it a six two. I felt as Mark started that we were going to disagree more, but have arrived on like the same landing place. I that's think our that, usual move. Yeah. I yeah. I and I guess that. The, I, that's kind of where we are. I don't know. Like, I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I agree with what Jack is saying. I have not read this book, um, and I don't know that I want to now. It's, it's hard to boring. Back. It's okay. Great. So they did it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Six. No, they nailed the uh, tone six. of the book. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say that like the story is the strong suit for this movie, but I can't refute that argument. Yet I still give it a six. <laughs> you have a stronger suit. That's the problem. Yeah, Laura Linney. That's my point. Is there a Laura yeah. Linney category for ratings? Yeah, it's that's a ten it. out of ten. That's the sometimes you don't Laura have Linney. to be the. the you do, sometimes you don't have to be the prettiest. You just have to be the only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. next into world building and immersion, and it's a three for world building and immersion for me. This is. Uh, very boring, very long. I don't like it when Richard Gere is on screen alone, which he is a lot <laughs> alone. I was gl- yeah. <laughs> I don't I like to look at him alone. I liked his chemistry with both Deborah Messing and with Laura Linney, but I think that's just because they're both good actors and Richard sure. Gere might not be. Have you ever seen a vagina um, by itself, Jack? Not for me. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> uh, either way, I gave it a three. This is not an engrossing movie, and they don't really build a world. Like, none of the... He goes crosses multiple state lines and nothing feels different from any other place he goes even dc doesn't feel like dc so much so it's a three mark jesus that is a really good point nothing ever feels more than 30 feet from the next scene yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i gave it a four and i i mean we're kind of in the same boat i guess i probably could have gone lower there the the, so the movie has a so do an adequate approach to like actually bringing you into the stories that the few, a few of the townsfolk are telling you Laura Linney's performance is, I mean, it's not her best by a long shot, but she is fun to watch um, as a performer, as is Will Patton. I mean, a few of those scenes where Richard Gere's in a fugue state and Will Patton's like holding at gunpoint and stuff, like that's relatively immersive uh, just to watch a few people act off of each other and like how the scene unfolds, especially especially the scene when you're initially introduced to Laura Linney when she's in the bathroom and he's holding and Will Patton's holding a shotgun up, like that type of stuff. But yeah, below average, obviously. The execution of this movie is leaves a lot to be desired yeah but that scene still had to do with like the whole like uh, my rights and shooting and guns and shit and i just don't want it right now i'm not with it jake what is your score then <laughs> i gave it a three i there were performances here that kept me just enough involved for a movie that was way overly long and had nothing that had got, like nothing happening so three don't need to blabber that Fair enough. That's going to take us into a scare factor, and it's going to be a three for scare factor for me. There are some scary scenes in here, and they break up a lot of monotony, so I think they're especially effective. The prime one <laughs> I'm going to need you Richard... to justify how high this is. 
Uh, the the concept of this being is terrifying. Um, that just kind of knows everything and is cryptically telling you some things, and you don't know whether or not to believe it because you don't know whether or not it's fucking with you. Uh, I've also got a lot tied up in just like reading this around a fire with my dad, and it's scaring me. So there's I can't separate myself from that. Um, it reminds me of that story because it is that story. So um, it's just purely riding the coattails of the of the source material. Yes. Okay. Um, that's fine. And then I mean that's you know, okay. That's a, a bridge collapse reason. is scary, even if it happened in 1967 in real life. That's still very scary. Um, and yeah, did we say this is actually based on a real thing that happened? Well, okay, yes, <laughs> but the way the bridge collapsed, the reason for the bridge collapse, which had nothing to do with anything supernatural, was a bunch well, of safety requirements that exist now that could could not have collapsed in the present day. Like, it was wildly overloaded. Protocols. There were too many cars on the bridge, and it was like two exits. There was there was like the a safety factor of one X built into everything, and it didn't it didn't hold one of the exactly, and its maintenance was poor. Off, and the whole yeah, thing and it didn't didn't have I mean, regular bridge collapses happen. Like bridges yeah. happen. Bridges. No, well, hold on. We shouldn't. No, 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 no. Bridge collapses are not a a thing to be normalized. <laughs> be terrified every time you go on a bridge. It's probably going to collapse, especially if you see a moth. Y'all should yes. watch videos of Gallop and Gertie. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Mark, that what's your scare factor? This is a Comanero's bridge. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh. Did you throw to me, Jack? Uh, I did, Mark. Jake yes. Was talking over you. Oh, I gave it a one and a half. This is not a scary movie. They they have a few things that are attempting to be jump scares, and I do remember them being like moderately effective when I watched this as a fourteen year old or however the fuck old I was when I saw this. But I mean, yeah, it's a one and a half. This isn't a very scary movie. Yeah, Jake. I gave it a two. I basically have no reason to differentiate from his one and a half, but that's what I gave it. So. Eh. Sure, that's going to lockstep, basically. Yeah, you guys are. It's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof, and this is a two for effects or judicious lack thereof for me. There is some what? okay stuff with the, the bridge. The bridge looks fine, but it doesn't look great. It's a cool set piece, but it doesn't look good from an effects perspective because they put too much CG in it. And the Mothman, the Dude, whole this is low-key a terrible rating. The whole conceit of the movie is the Mothman, and it looks so unbelievably bad the cg looks they, like and then and then for CG. two hours they did nothing except for show you a terrible mothman and then have a cool miniature model thing that they ruined with cg at the yeah, end it's a two bigger than a mark two. bigger higher than a two i gave it a yeah, four good. i'm talking, more inclined jake. to believe to agree with jack on this one although i'm curious to know what jake lands on almost all of these points are coming from the bridge scene which is itself actually a pretty incredible piece of cinema. I mean, they they worked hard on it. There's a lot of practical effects that go into that. But then, as as Jack said, there's like they try and throw in extra CG there, and it ends up ruining otherwise good shots, which is a very common theme in late '90s, early aughts CG. Uh, outside of that, Jack said this perfectly. The point of this movie is to make the Mothman like a scary individual. And they don't do that. They actively move you in the wrong direction with the effects they have. So it's four because they put together a really incredible five to ten minute sequence of a bridge collapse. And outside of that, uh, may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's a really good point. Uh, I feel a little bit bad, but I'm still not going to bump my rating down. I gave it. A, I only gave it a five. Like, it's a little higher. I agree completely on the bridge scene. I think it does look good. I like the fact that there's not a lot of CG there and... Maybe they knew they had to do what they could with that, considering the fact that there's atrocious CG uh, elsewhere. 
for the namesake you, of the movie. I, you know, it's what's weird. Really... It's hard to take yourself back to like 2002 and be like, what did this look like to them? It couldn't have looked good. Like, fuck. Th- think about like the, uh, some of the other technical accomplishments that came out not too far from here. Like, this is just bad. It just looks bad. This came and out the fact four that years so after important... the Matrix. So, I mean, think about that. Yeah, holy fuck. (laughs) Whatever. I still gave it a five. I think the only other thing that I'd have to mention here is uh, one of the things that you actually said earlier in the movie, Mark. I think the cinematography is actually pretty solid throughout this movie, and I don't know where else to put it. So whatever. It ended up making me give it a five. You know what sort of is a damning point for the the effects is it almost always seems like whenever they're trying to scare you, there's a CG effect flying at the camera. There's yeah. never they're never actually trying to animate anything. It's just like they have one thing and they zoom in on it, and that's their move. You know, I I hadn't really th- I I don't know why I hadn't thought of this. It was all too nebulous in my mind. But this was this is a type of movie considering the content, and they even went so far as to like talk to people who had the experiences where it would have been really nice just to see a figure in the distance. Like think the yeah. sign shot that's with the alien the whole on the Mothman roof. Mothman thing. Is think the sign shot humanoid. with the alien on the roof. Like Wouldn't that scene so... still haunts me. And it doesn't yeah. look that good if you go and look back at it, but it it is solid. Like this needed one of those. It, it did. And that's the whole point of, of the Mothman is that yeah, people see I'm this actually getting figure. angry. I'm getting pissed off. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I would have said that about this entire movie. It's going to take us into overall. I'm going to give it a four overall. Um, it's, I think I'm bumping it up a little bit, probably. It's not a good movie. It is a movie, a and four. Laura Linney's in it. I gave it a four. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. That's yep, all. I gave that's it a I three. We're, I, I can't disagree. You clearly are bringing in a little bit of extra uh, baggage that you have from your childhood, which is totally fine. We've allowed that to occur in the past. This is the place where you put the X factor. And for me, this movie has no X factor. It is boring as fuck. It is a, I guess it's pieced together in a way that is watchable, uh, which keeps it out of the one and the two range where things are just like actively repulsing me from the experience. But Laura Linney's in it. It can't be a one. This this is, I mean, barely. Barely anything happens here. It's it's just like you're watching a you're watching a, a documentary of how few things can actually happen in a script where people don't turn it off. It's actually and it an can still be financially it's, it's an accomplishment in that regard. Yeah, this movie was. Let's all just take a moment to remind ourselves this movie was financially successful. So there yeah. you have it. It was a three, and they made money off of it. It was cool. just like a large scale psychological experiment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Jake, what's I feel like Mark and I were in lockstep for the majority of this, and I ended up giving it the exact same score as Jack. I gave it a four. Uh, boring movie, not a uh, lot to write home about here. Yep, thumbs uh, up. Other thumbs than down. the cast, other than the cast, other yeah, the, the cast. cast is good. For, just for the record, since we were talking about it, and I decided to Google it. Uh, budget roughly thirty-two million. Worldwide gross fifty five million, so so not, it's not great. Like, Didn't it's not, do it's like, not like great. Made a shitload of money, less not than great, but enough but. enough. It, these days, if you may, if you gross twenty million on a movie, you'd make a fucking sequel. So is that real? I don't know. Yeah, if that's real. I do think that's real. Okay, twenty mil. Like that's uh, all no, no. Case. If you were given a budget of thirty mil and only gross twenty mil, I don't think you would get a no, chance. No, to no, make no, no. Movie gross fifty, fifty gross million. 50. In that case. You, 20, 20 sorry, million sorry, sorry. If you profited, tw- I said gross. I meant profited. If you profited twenty mil, you would probably make a sequel. The the, I think. the studio might. You as a director would not. Depends on how much you paid for the rights. If it's like based off of a book or a, yeah. like whatever graphic. We actually, in fairness, we don't know what the profit was. <laughs> they yeah. probably profited on this movie. Safe to say. I yes. give this movie a thumbs down. Me yes. too. Thumbs down. Don't watch this. It's boring.
There's better Laura Linney performances like the yeah, last Congo. two seasons. Yeah, Congo. Yeah, go like go, Frasier. Yeah, go watch Congo. Go watch Love Actually. At least Those Congo has Tim Curry in it. Congo uh, sucks, yeah. but at least it has Tim Congo Curry. Congo does in not it. suck. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Congo's a thumbs up, dude. Congo's Let's get a thumbs the fuck up. Out of here. Love Actually. Both are great. Suck. Love, Love Actually, actually movie. sucks so much. Oh, God. We're not doing Love Actually conversation right now. We're leaving. We're leaving. Oh, Kinsey leaving. was also a really good movie. This has been episode 199 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Holy shit. Uh, to check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sometimes it's going to be on the, uh, what's it called? The Reddit. Oh, my the God. The Reddit. Especially right. this month, though. We, we post on Reddit when we do a horror release roundup. I just can't think of the name because I don't really use Reddit. But if you do, we're going to be over there roughly once a month on r slash horror. Uh, anyway, whatever. You can find us there. The links are going to be down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we have going on, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. For now and the foreseeable future, at least, we are going to continue giving all of our Patreon proceeds to a place that actually needs it. Uh, right now, it's going to Feeding America. That potentially could change, but just know that if you're considering it, uh, if you want to see what we have going on over there, know that money's going to a good cause and you can still still get all the great perks that are coming at you from that as always the music has been coming at you from super bear their link is down there in the description below as well and next week for episode 200 we're going to do something that is not all that special we're reviewing a horror movie because that's kind of what we do over here it's going to be let us pray we're in october so that's kind of cool uh but yeah until then get your get your buddies and your beers my beers are my buddies at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're basically the same thing. One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer, buddy. Uh, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Strong exit. Why would you call someone Indiana if you'd call them Indy? What? Yep. Okay, we nailed it.